All right. Kick Jerry, off. thanks for coming, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I really so appreciate excited. it. I'm excited. I just, uh, we were just talking about um, entrepreneurship. And uh, I think that's a great topic for us to get into because I feel like a lot of people want out of the daily nine to five, whatever BS is automatically accepted. And they're still a little bit too scared or nervous or whatever it is about just starting their own business. So why don't you tell me a little about a little bit about how you got started, what you got into and how that went out. Cool, man. Well, so, I mean, I guess it started around 15 years ago, really, you know, learning about carpentry, painting, home building, um, you know, and when I was younger, I just took jobs because that's what you did. You know, you go to school, you get a good job and you use the skills and trades that you have to make more money. Um, And that was the majority of my life until, you know, probably a few years ago. And I decided, you know, this is there's got to be a better way, you know, like no way I'm expected to do this for another 40 years, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so I just decided, you know, I've seen a lot of other people do it. People that don't have the background that I have, you know, get licensing to, to build homes or to build anything. So I tried to branch out of my own and had a lot of support and, um, that helps. That, that goes a tremendous long way, but, um, you know, yeah, it's just, you got to get out of that rat race and any way you can do it, you know. So you spent about 15 years in construction. Right. And what was it that, I mean, did you have the idea to have your own business? Uh, like wh- when did you have that idea? Oh yeah. And in high school, uh, I originally wanted to be an architect. So I took okay. all those drafting classes in high school and I want to do tailor-made homes, you know, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of like the little niche there. But, um, as I, as I went through school, I realized I'm not that bright. You know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's you're not going to cut it, man. So, um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I just went to go work for construction companies and, you know, built up from, you know, a superintendent, foreman, you know, up to a project manager, coordinator, you know, and, um, had a lot of people put a lot of faith in me and that helped a lot. And, um, I eventually stepped out of that and went to the design side for an engineering firm Oh, and um, learned a lot of AutoCAD and things like that for, you know, you know, basically trying to be an architect yeah. in some, some respect. Um, and it was really through that, through those 50, 60 hour long, you know, work weeks that I was like, wow, I've got to do something different. Um, yeah. And I really did miss the construction side. And, um, you know, I was really inspired actually by my boss at that engineering firm. He went out and got his GC license. And so he was, you know, this guy's got, he's an engineer, uh, you know, president of an uh, engineering firm, and now he's a GC, and now he's building and doing huge things. So I'm like, man, if he can do all those things, I can at least do one of those things. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. I tried my hand at that, and it took me a few months, and I passed the test, and you know, here we are, trying to make my mark. That's awesome, man. And I, I, I have so much respect for, like, that type of work too. And I feel like that's one thing that has been underrepresented, you know, that everybody, you know, what what you see on social media and everything, everybody wants to have the flashy, you know, whether they're famous or they're, you know, I don't even know. I mean, I won't say musicians cause that, that's like, you know, that takes a lot of skill and everything, you know, but um, you know, people don't really think about the, you know, 
craft type work, you know, the yeah. hands on type, you know, the, whether it's even even just starting off as a laborer. Yeah. You know, some people like they look down on that and it's like beneath them or whatever, but they don't really see the path that you can really take. Right. From going all the way from a laborer all the way to becoming, you know, literally owning your own company if you want. I mean, I don't yeah. know what what you started as, but you know, it's so crucial to all of our infrastructure. I mean, for God's yeah, sakes, yeah. you're building homes. Right. <laughs> gotta have them. You gotta yeah. have Like, yeah, you gotta yeah. have them. And, and not only that, but a good home makes such a difference. Absolutely. Right? We were just talking a little bit before about how yeah. some companies do some shoddy work and some do better work right. and everything like that. And, you know, a lot of people, they just don't think about that too much until they're in, especially first-time home buyer. They're not really thinking about that. No. You know, and all of a sudden they get in and, and you know, this wall's cracking or, or you know, the, the, the outlet's not working or all these little things. And, and you know, oh, well, you got the warranty for the first year. And like, oh, yeah, that's good. First one year warranty. Like, yeah, are you planning on being in the house for one year? You better make sure it's built right, oh, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that it's, it's, um, it's such an honorable career path and it doesn't really get portrayed that way right yeah it's, in the general public sure it's not gonna be any clickbait you know you're not gonna get rich quick you're not gonna you know but you are gonna get out of that matrix like we've been talking about that rat race that daily deal you know and a lot of it comes with discipline too though you know you're not gonna be able to just really nearly go out there and do it like like we talked about earlier you know having a background in some kind of accounting some kind of you know you, you have to know those those deals or, or you're going to have to sub that out, you know, so you're going to have to have the capital in order to pay for somebody to do those things for you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, I would take that over having someone dictate when I take my lunch and if I can leave for five minutes to go, you know, damn right. You know, I mean, my freedom is uh, very important to me and, you know. Yeah. And for me, it's almost like I always knew, you know, the importance of freedom and, and having and, and not having to answer to other people for your day to day. But it's almost like until I had it again, I didn't realize how important it really was. Right. You know, Christina and I talk about it all the time because uh, right now, you know, we we both quit our jobs. Mm -hmm. We're going full force into our own endeavors, you know, right. together and separately. And, you know. Money's getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And, you know, we sat down and we're like, well, at what point are we going to just, you know, suck it up and have to go get another job right. just to pay the bills? And every one of those conversations ends the same way. It's like, I don't want to do it. Right. We'll find a way. We'll find a way because just having this extra time with the family and the kids and, and that, that mobility and all that stuff is invaluable. Like, there's right. no replacing it. You know, I mean, hell, unless you're getting paid a crap ton of money for 20 hours a week or something. Sure. You know, okay, right. fine. <laughs> you know. But that also says that you've got that much extra time with your family only working 20 hours a week. But exactly. That's never the case, you know, <laughs> yeah. unless you're into something that sounds illegal, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a that's a problem, you know. And it, I, I think that a lot of people fantasize about what the top – 10, 5% of people are able to do, you know, and, and not understand that for the average person, mm -hmm. you know, it, it is a grind. 
Absolutely. It is a grind. Like it's, it's a miserable life to live after so many years. Like, oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. If someone were to ask me for advice at a young age, yeah, get started that way. If you need to build some skills, like exactly like you did, right. You know, learn from mm-hmm. others, you know, the apprenticeship right. is not a thing anymore. You kind of have to do it yourself and you sort of did it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily I had family that was already in the trades and that's how I just kind of got brought up into it. You know, I had to have a summer job, had to pay for my own truck you know, at 15, 16 years old. So I had to, but I learned to love it and I learned that, okay, here's something I'm actually okay at. So, you know, and I did, I did go to college to try to become an accountant and you know, that just, that fell flat quickly. But, but luckily enough, I mean, that turned out to actually help oh, you out now. Benefit me greatly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm yeah. a whiz on some QuickBooks. Absolutely. Nice. And uh, without that, yeah, I'd be paying somebody a quarter of my income to manage all that stuff for me. Yeah. But, you know, my mom, she's a tax, tax expert and a, an accountant and stuff. Too, oh, so, man. Right. So I've been brought up in this home with, you know, finance and, and construction. So. Yeah, so you're basically like set up for right. it almost. I'm you just not have to like go out there and grab it. Right. I'm not going to go be a boat captain tomorrow. I don't, <laughs> I don't. I just don't have that background in me. So sure. it, it's it is nice to to stick to what you know. Really, you know, stay yeah. in your wheelhouse. If you know, and, unless what's in your wheelhouse is just the most you know mundane <laughs> thing you've ever done, and you just <laughs> yeah, got to yeah, get yeah. away from it. Sure. You know. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, if, if it's something, I feel like if it's something that you can find passion in sure. and purpose, right? you know, and I think a lot of people, they can't see the the bigger purpose of blue collar work a right. lot of times. And it's the exact opposite way. I, I feel like a lot of times you can find more purpose in, look, I used to do construction. Mm-hmm. I, I used to work, I was a, I was a union carpenter oh, back right. in New Jersey. Yeah. Did, did mostly commercial work, obviously. Didn't, never built homes and stuff, but even still, it was it was com- it was something else to just be able to walk away at the end of the day and look back and say, "Oh, you see that hospital? Yeah, I I got a hand in building that freaking thing. Yeah, you know that's so rewarding. Something to show for. Right? Absolutely. What did man. you do today? Well, you can literally see what I did today. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember one one job was it was miserable. I literally did just nothing but insulation on this massive five-story building. And that's all I was there for. I was there for like two months, just at day in and day out insulation, just picking fiberglass oh, out of yeah. my skin, trying every, every trick in the book. Like, Oh, put baby powder in, mm-hmm. take cold showers, cold showers, do all that's like, none of it really works. Nope. It, it helps a little bit, takes a little ev- edge off, but no, nah, not if it's two months straight of like right. 60 hour weeks, you know, <laughs> We were working like six tens to get that thing done, yeah. you know, and, but at the same time, you know, from there switched over to doing, um, ceilings, right? Yeah. Drop ceilings, drop ceilings, ceilings stuff yeah. like that, you know, and you know, just one thing led to another, but it was, it was one of the most rewarding jobs I had, you know, before joining the military. Right. Um, but, uh, I, I, um, I kind of want to touch on what you were saying about, you know, you, you had these skills that, that helped you out along the way, but I know for a fact, correct me if I'm wrong, you probably ran into a lot of stuff that you didn't necessarily know 
how to do, right? A lot of issues, problems, whatever. And I think that's what scares a lot of people away Mm -hmm. is, oh, I don't know enough. But to me, if you just know enough to get started Mm -hmm. and you're passionate about it, you will find a solution to every problem that you have come across. So, I mean, would, did anything stand out to you that like, well, I mean, what I can just say off of that is, you know, I, I probably work 50 hours a week, but then I spend another 10 to 15 hours a week learning, you know, going back to books, going back to, you know, anything, Simpson catalogs, learning, you know, what it's going to take in order to make this right or, yeah, like you said, just unexpected or um, just things you haven't run into before. You know, you, there, there's always new applications in construction. There's always, and that, and that goes for anything, you know, not just construction. You know, I've, I'm the biggest, I, I'm my own enemy when it comes to like um, real estate investing. Okay. I've read so many books, you know, and, and I've watched all these videos and I've got so many friends that have done it and I've talked to them as friends about doing it but I still feel so underprepared to do it that I haven't done it. Right. And, but just like you said, I, I've got enough to just, to just go for it, but, but I don't, you know, so. And in construction, I'm far more confident in myself that I can pick up those things and learn those things in that extra 10 hours a week. But for some reason, in other aspects of life, I don't feel like I can do that, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. I, think, uh, I think what happens to a lot of people is we fixate on someone's end result or not even end result, someone's current status. Mm -hmm. And we think, well, clearly I don't know, like if I were to get into construction, you know, or or try to have my own company like that, if I I would look at you and say, well, I don't know 1% of what you know, Mm -hmm. as far as this business goes, there's no way I could do it. Like, well, no, there was a time where you didn't know what you know. Right. Right. And I, I think there's a little bit of that fear of work Mm-hmm. you know, fear of education because we think that some people are just born with this natural right. instinct for this or that. Like, no, it's all learned. Right. Every bit of it. And, you know, the resources today to learn just about anything are in abundance. You know, I mean, you've got a computer in your pocket all day long. Yeah. You can learn anything you want for free. Yeah. For free. For free. <laughs> if you're willing. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's the discipline mm-hmm. aspect, you know, of it. Yeah, and I think that's the real difference, right, between, like, what what do you pay for for an education? Mm-hmm. I think you're just paying for someone else to go out there and aggregate information and feed it to you in a in a digestible manner. Right. But that's not anything you can't do on your own. Right. And if you talk to anybody who has a anything that they're very passionate about, they don't have to go to college to get an education on it or pay for a course or whatever. Like, no, they just digest so much information about it. Cause they're just curiosity takes over. Yeah. It, it, it can, it can happen to anyone. So, you know, finding that whatever it is that lights your fire, go for it. You know, same, even for people that have a 40 hour job, right? Someone's working 40 hours a week. Okay. Well, it may suck at first, but if you're passionate about it, take those those extra hours that you're not working and put it towards learning about that next thing you want to do. Oh, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, time's going to pass, right? You're going to you're going to turn 25, you're going to turn 30, yeah. 35, 40, 50, 60. Okay, stagnant. It's going to happen, so you might as well learn something along the way. You know, and I'm I'm, I'm trying my best to to you know, do that more and more because I mean, everybody falls for it. Absolutely. I did it. I, I spent three, four years like not progressing whatsoever. 
because I was comfortable in my job. Yep. I enjoyed my job. It was okay. It was good. You know, it was actually pretty flexible. The pay was all right, you know, but then I look back on it. I'm like, <sighs> I could have, yeah, could have put in a little bit more, could have, could be in a better position today. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And I, I found myself listening to a lot of, you know, uh, whoever, uh, I don't know what to call them, motivate, not motivational speakers, but you know, people that talk about entrepreneurship and stuff like that. And, you yeah. Know, your Grant Cardone's, your. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Robert Gary V's and yeah, whatever, you yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a lot of them will, will agree, you know, if they say like, yo, what would, what would you tell your younger self, you know? And, and most of the time, one of the things they say is start sooner. Yeah. Start now. And, you know, that always made sense. And then I got asked the same question, a similar question just last week when we, I was hanging out with, with some friends and we were playing a game and, you know, the card came up. It's like, you know, what would you tell yourself uh, five years ago? It's like, start now. Yeah. What are you waiting for? I've had this idea for all this stuff for probably a decade. And I'm just now starting. Now I'm a decade behind. Mm-hmm. Well, you feel a decade behind. Right, 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 right. And you know what? Hey, it's either start now a decade behind or start in another decade. I mean, two decades behind? Exactly. No. Right. I don't let it pass me again. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm 34, man. <laughs> Not getting any younger, nope. dude. <laughs> my, my back, knees, shoulders. <laughs> they tell you every day. Every, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's not, it's not going backwards at all. So, you know, and you're a father, you're a husband, you know, you got a lot on your plate outside of everything else. So yeah, on the daily, but you know, going back to staying stagnant all those years, you know, like when I was in my twenties, yeah, I, that's all my twenties were, you know, I made good enough money being a project manager. My expenses were low, wasn't married or anything. You know, I I had plenty of money. I didn't think about it. I didn't need to advance. And now today I'm like, oh my gosh, I, yeah, screw yeah. the pooch on that one. Yeah, and that and that's that's a, one of the messages that I really want to spread to the younger audience. It's like, look, enjoy your youth and all that. Absolutely, but budget your time. Mm-hmm. You can have all the fun. Like, I, if I look back at my twenties now, granted, most of my twenties were in the military, but even then, right? Even for anyone who's in the military, you know. You have extra time. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, you got a little extra time, you can work on something. I used to kind of like, it's funny, I used to kind of scoff a little bit at, not scoff, but I, kn- I didn't really understand how some guys were, you know, they were taking all these extra classes and whatever, yeah. and it was free too. And I'm like, I'm sitting here now like, what an idiot I was for not having taken advantage of the same opportunities. Right. And I sit here thinking the same thing because I know contractors that have, 10 times the amount of projects that I have and they're running smooth. You know, they have got something figured out. That's been one of my biggest things right now is actually time management. Mm-hmm. How do I practice better time management? Um, I'm a very type a person, you mm-hmm. know, Excel spreadsheets are my life. You know, I, I document everything and you know, it, um, it's, it's important, you know, to, to really manage your time. If you've got an hour a day to read something that could advance you. I mean, take that time, take those 10 pages a day and it'll be an hour, you know, right. Anything to advance yourself at a younger age. I love it. So tell me a little about, but what, what have you, what have you learned to implement as far as time management goes? So I struggle with ADHD pretty bad. Um, and so I've got to actually have reminders on my phone to like, Hey, it's noon. You need to track your last 
you know, five hours from this morning, where did every hour go? And then I get to look back at that at the end of the week and really determine like, this is eating up too much of my time. I'm not spending enough time here, you know, and, and that goes for both work and, and life, you know, I got a baby on the way. So I'm trying to spend more time with Madison and, yeah. you know, just trying to balance everything. And I don't feel like I'm doing a very good job of it. So, you know, and, and, you know, own worst enemy, you know, you've got to be sometimes, but you're um, going to get better over time anyway. Right. If, if uh, at least I'm thinking about it, then I feel like I'm making progress in that area. Yeah. Um, so tell me about that real quick though. Mm-hmm. So, so at noon, mm-hmm. you will look back on the, your last five hours mm-hmm. and you literally log. Mm-hmm. I do it at noon and 5 PM every day. I have this productivity app on my phone and it reminds me to do things like, uh, what's the app? It's called productivity. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's super simple, Love but it. it's like, you know, it, and it's things that I do out of, you know, when I wake up, I drink 24 ounces of water every single morning or I try to at least. Mm-hmm. And so if there's a day that I don't, I don't get to swipe that off of my list and that hurts me. So oh, it's okay. kind of like a, um, you know, it, just a daily checklist kind exactly. of thing. Okay. And like it, a routine it, setter. Right. And oh. at noon every day, it tells me every minute counts is the little thing. It pops up and that, remi- that reminds me, okay, I need to, I need to go in my daily journal and I need to log, you know, did I spend, you know, I've got three custom homes that I'm building right now with another contractor. And so each one of them takes up a lot of my time, but I need to know really how much time I'm devoting to each. And, you know, if, if things are falling through the cracks on this project, is it because I'm giving this one too much of my time right. or, you know, and obviously it varies by the day, but, um, yeah, it, it's, it's been really helpful actually. Um, that's awesome. I'm, I might want to check that out because yeah, I'll definitely share the app with you. I feel like that's one of the, even my biggest challenges too, is I, I, I've been joking about it for a while when people ask me, you know, how you been, you know, since quitting your job and whatever, I'm like yeah. I'm busier now than I ever Dude. was with a full-time job. Absolutely. And, but I feel like I'm getting nothing done. Exactly. That's where I'm coming from. That yeah. I spend more time working. I'll go to bed with my laptop. Madison will be asleep for five hours and I'm still clacking away, man. And so I'm like, am I, am I really doing better at this? I mean, you know, like you start to question yourself, like, man, maybe, I, maybe I'm the type of person that just needs a nine to five because it's structured and then that's better for me. But in reality, that's just my brain tricking me into thinking that I need to do yeah. what the normies do and I don't need to do I'm that. so glad you said that because I have that thought probably, probably five, daily. six times a day. Yeah, man. I'm like, man, maybe I am better cut off, cut out for a nine to five because the, the biggest difference is you don't have to think. Yeah. You just show up on time. You do your job. Yep. You leave and you leave your work behind. Absolutely. And you're just free of that. And one of the things that Christine had to really like, really press on to me was, Hey, take a break. Yeah. It's family time now. Right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I have all these ideas. Nope. Oh no, but I gotta, I gotta find this, this other piece of equipment or I, I gotta read about this. I gotta learn about this. I got, I'm reading a book. I'm, I'm trying to do too much, too much, man. That's me. So now what we've done is we've actually narrowed it down to, cause she's got her own business. She's doing photography. Wow. And that yeah. takes a lot of time on editing and, and you know, social media and all that stuff, marketing, all that stuff. Right. And, you know, I was 
I didn't realize how much time I was occupying that she didn't have free because we have four kids. Yeah. You know, so we actually broke it down to four hour blocks a day. There you go. I only work four hours in a day. Wow. And what ended up happening now, that's not to say that when I'm off of my time block, I don't, you know, if I'm doing like a, you know, mowing the lawn or doing some kind of thing, I'm, I'm listening to, either some kind of podcast that's, right. that's informational or maybe listening to an audio book or whatever. So I'm still, I'm still digesting some information. Me too. But four hours is my concentrated work time. That's good. And what ends up happening to me is if I have eight hours, I kind of lollygag a little bit. I got my phone every now and mm. then. I'm eh, kind of here, kind of there. I'm, I'm all over the place. Now I... We have me, we have a meeting between her and I in the morning, mm. and we kind of hash out, hey, what's today's task? On Mondays, we have our Monday meeting, literally like almost like a job, you know, oh. your Monday morning yeah. meetings. Yeah. We just had it this morning for the week, and then every morning we have a quick 10, 15 minute, okay, today, you know, what, what kind of shifts are we having to do in our schedule, whatever. But what happens with that four hours is I prep, I, I, I learned this from a video on YouTube about productivity. Mm-hmm. He said, prepare for your work, like prepare for the movies. Yep. You go to the bathroom, get your popcorn, get your you phone's on airplane mode, you got a little snack, you got your water, and you sit down and you focus. Yeah. And all of a sudden, my four hours of work is equal to 12. Exactly. Yep. And it's structured. Yes. And that's how I am. Type A. I am so structured in my life. I love that idea. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Do, do you know I about don't. The- I, I'm, see, that's the thing. I'm not structured okay i'm i i fly by the seat of my pants dude i'm all over the place so i'm spontaneous i'm an extremist okay let me say this so i'm either extremely dialed in Mm -hmm. or i am so off the rails that was last week literally i had last week we didn't cook a single meal at the house twice a day we ate out (sighs) madison you know she's 35 weeks pregnant so yeah there's some of that going on but at the same time it's just like i fell out of my groove right and you're gonna have that and so but i know that if i don't start my monday off right Mm -hmm. we're in for a bad week you know it's it's just gonna go downhill from there yeah i love that morning meeting that y'all guys have dude it works so well we now we're 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 changing it up a little bit because it's Mm -hmm. getting really hot outside yeah but for a while what we were doing we're having a morning tea because I, I also, I fast, I do intermittent fasting. Oh, good for so you. So I just do, you know, herbal tea in mm-hmm. the morning. I also do the Andrew Huberman, uh, no coffee, no caffeine uh, for the minutes. first 90 minutes, yeah. you know, maybe even two hours or so. Dang. Um, try. It's a stretch. You know what, though? Af- after having that routine for a while, and plus the intermittent fasting, and a mm-hmm. bit of that fasted cardio and everything, my energy pretty level throughout the day Unless I have a particularly stressful day or whatever, then I'll ha- I'll hit that afternoon crash. Either yep. way, I'll you know, maybe even sneak in an hour nap here and there. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> if uh, warranted, get it in. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's it's a time. You know, we we will set up the kids to have breakfast, and then her and I will just take a mom and dad moment and go outside in the front porch and just have some tea That's and hash everything out, and it works out really. Sometimes it's. I mean, this morning we went for like an hour. Oh, nice. Yeah, but it was fine. Hey, you know, vitamin D. Yes. Get some sunlight in those retinas. Yes. Hey. Uh, yeah. Man, you've been listening to some Andrew <laughs> Yes, I do. Yeah. Big on his sleep studies. I love, <sighs> I love to get some information about sleep. I do not sleep well. So. Who does? Man, I'm telling you. I know so few people that are like, I sleep great mm. every single night. I close my eyes. I go to sleep. I wake up energized. Like. 
Nope. Who do you know that does that? Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I got nothing. At a nine to five or being an entrepreneur, I've got some extreme anxiety just in the evenings, you know, it's just <sighs> laying my head down at night. And, and what really helps me too is that's another one of my trackers is um, every night I write tomorrow's top agenda. And then in the morning I go over that agenda and make any, any corrections. That I like made. that. Yeah. I like that. For a while, we were doing that that tea. Mm-hmm. We were doing it twice a day. Doing once in the morning and then once at night in bed, have like a chamomile type, you there know, you like relaxing type tea or whatever. And not to really necessarily go over the plan for tomorrow, but just to kind of unwind because for us, from that moment of the morning tea till that evening tea, it's just go, 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 yeah. kids, 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 Four you know. Them. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah. Um, but we've been kind of slacking on that one a little bit, but um, I think uh, I think yeah that that time management is so difficult, mm-hmm. especially and I think especially when you're doing something that you're passionate about, yeah, because you never want to stop. That's me. That's yeah, the extreme I, that you're talking man, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just constantly trying to do better or stay ahead of the curve. You know that proactive instead of reactive type thing. If mm-hmm. there's something that I can catch a day before on a project, you know, that, oh my God, they don't have thin set on that project. Like, you know, I don't want to be laying in bed thinking that. And then the mm-hmm. next morning tile guys are on their way and yep. it's going to be an absolute shit storm. A 30 minute <laughs> fix turns into a two hour fix. Exactly. Right. And really putting me out of my way. I'm what would be considered a, a prod or an armchair project manager. Okay. I do everything from the computer. I, mean, I, I email all day long. Good for you. dude. Yeah. I mean, I make phone calls and I email, I touch the job sites three days a week, maybe. Has it always been like that or did, did it start? No, more hands on. It started far more hands on even actually with these three houses. Um, I started oh. off being both the site superintendent and the project manager, just because this was my first rodeo on uh, custom builds and the actual partner that I'm using it was his first time, you know, he, okay. he builds nothing but spec houses. And, and I don't mean the DR Horton specs. I mean, like he, he builds in 30A. So he builds like okay. multi-million dollar homes right. just to sell, you know, so they're all on, you know, his dime and his time and his vision, you know, and then you have these custom clients, you know, who you're building for their spec, you know, on, yeah. I want this tile like this, like this, like <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever, like, oh my gosh. So it's, it's a lot to take in. Um, but it started off very overwhelming. I was very scared for my future. And um, then, you know, we just had to dial it in and figure out, okay, this isn't working. What is going to work? We actually brought in a site superintendent um, and that helped out a good bit. Nice. Um, Yep. Worth the investment? It was. Uh, He actually quit the other day though. So now I'm trying (laughs) to pick up the pieces, but not going back to that same old, me playing both roles type thing, you know, right. how do we, how do we make it work? You know, mm-hmm. there's got to be a way just, just like there was with the nine to five and yeah. going into this, there's got to be a way, you yeah. know, take some time, reflect on it, think about it and attack it. You know? Yeah. Lucky for you though. I mean, you had the experience to be able to fill in that gap and yeah. you're not just left hanging Absolutely. when somebody, you know, yeah. quits on you. Yeah. That's one thing that my, my father taught me. I, I, um, I was, when I was younger, I was following in my father's footsteps to, to go into the restaurant business. Oh, yeah. And I started as a busboy, mm-hmm. then graduated to dishwashing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then eventually waiting, then, you know, sous chef and, you know, like that type of stuff and worked all the way up. And the whole reason my dad, my dad did it on purpose. And he said, you know, if you take over this restaurant or any other restaurant, 
you know, someone's got you by the balls on a Friday night and say, if you don't give me a raise or whatever, you know, this may have been more of a problem back in his time, right? less so now. But he said, you know, at any point in time, you need to be able to fire anybody on the spot and jump in there, roll up your sleeves and get right. it done. So be able to do their job mm-hmm. the day that they go. Yeah. 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 And it sounds like you have that, you know, kind of going up on your sleeve. Yeah. 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 Well, and so. Go, going back to that kind of, you know, th- these three houses that I'm building, they're underneath another GC's license. When we started these projects, I didn't even have my license. I didn't get my license until September of last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, you know. When did you start the company? So, I started the company back in actually uh, 2013. Oh. So, I've had Taylor Contracting Services since 2013. Gotcha. And I've always had that as a side hustle, side gig. I'll come paint a couple rooms for you. I'll come mm-hmm. remodel a bathroom. And it really, it's just a really good tax write-off. Sure. You know, it Makes really sense. helps me, you know, as far as taxes at the end of the year. Of course, then, you know, you're never excited to do taxes when you <laughs> have a company. But yeah, nonetheless, right. So, um, you know, I'm I'm working with, with another guy, and we're building these houses. And, um, you know, so I'm actually contracted through him. So he's got a fee set for me. You know, so it's not all on my shoulders like it is him. So, right. you know, when the site superintendent quit, really, it, it's that guy's problem. It's not really my problem, but right. you be a team player and, and you, of you roll up your sleeves and you get it done. But what I'm really glad to see that happen on his dime so that, because I know one day it's going to happen to me on one of my projects, one of my houses, when I'm footing the bill. Oh, yeah. And right. I'm going to have to roll up my sleeves and get it done. So it's all a learning experience. That's but, good. Um, yeah. Have you um have you fallen uh, or have you seen any problems with um like ethical problems you know in your industry and everything like people just do you know like I mean obviously people just quitting I don't yeah. know where I mean I don't know what the circumstances were there but I mean any issues with that because I know like you're a pretty upstanding guy you know I don't think you ever try to screw anyone over but do you see that a lot like people trying to screw each other over on job sites things like that. No, no, not really. Not good. typically. And, and really that comes from a very good vetting process. Like mm-hmm. these three houses that we're building, these are from people that like this contractor went out and really sat down. He knows these people, you know, and, and really got a feel for them. You know, if they feel like a butthead, he ain't going to work with them. You right. know? Like, no, that's, this is going to be more trouble than what it's worth. Mm-hmm. I've, I've actually got to go see somebody in two days. I'm going to go look at a project and I could already tell from the phone call that, this isn't going to go well. And so you know, right there, there's going to be a, a 30% markup because I just know that. When's that meeting? Thursday morning. All right, we'll post this on Friday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that, that's just part of it. You know, um, I, I really don't see a whole lot of issues with that. Um, I guess really the biggest issue is, um, you know, illegal um labor ah uh, yeah know, yeah which, especially now yeah and 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 really now because DeSantis wanted to do that whole deal with mm-hmm. you know making making a real big point to get him shipped out and yeah. um as much as I am a fan of Ron <laughs> uh I don't like that aspect because <laughs> <laughs> those uh those guys really you know they make it happen where a lot of the uh my Caucasian yeah. uh, friends don't don't make it happen, <laughs> you know. Like not even in the you know the same time frame or anything. You know, it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's difficult without them. Yeah, there's definitely a a, a a separation in work ethic. Oh my gosh, yeah, it, it, dramatic. And you know what? I don't think it's really 
I think fundamentally it's not really work ethic. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, entitlement. Yeah. You know, or people almost, seeing this yeah. type, again, people seeing that type of work is beneath them. Sure. Because they got to get dirty and sweaty and, yeah. you know, put some manual labor in. Yep. Whereas plenty of other cultures are like, <laughs> it's time to get, oh, oh, I get paid for this? Yeah. Well, I'm going to bust my ass then. Oh, there's incentive if I if I do well. Yeah. You know, and, and I, feel, I feel a lot of people forget about, you know, they, they think that everything's got to be a monetary incentive, like, mm-hmm. you know, getting a bonus for getting done early. And that that is great. Sure. Right? Absolutely. Incentivize, please. Everyone should yeah. if they can. But there's also an incentive for just being a damn good worker. Right. Oh, oh you, you want job stability? Okay. Be unfireable. Right. It's that simple. Answer your phone. Yeah. Show like, up when you say you're going to show up. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but when I was working construction, you know, I was, again, I was a union, I was a union guy and, um, you know, we'd get higher on to just do, you know, the, the basic, you know, especially as an, as an apprentice, you know, I, I knew nothing. So there was jobs where I would show up during concrete forms mm-hmm. and then the next company would come in to start doing framing and they would see me working and they'd be like, uh, when's he done? It's like, oh, he's done next Thursday. Like, okay, well, we want him. We're going to pick him up. And right. they would call, yeah, and they would call the union and say, we specifically, we want him. And I would literally ride that same job through six different companies from concrete forms to frame yeah. to sheetrock to ceiling to furniture. Man, like, all really? the way. Yeah. That's incredible, yeah. Nick. Well, I mean, and that says a lot about you, you know. Well, that's, I appreciate that's, that. Yeah, man. No, that's, that's huge. And there are guys like that, you know, because in – the way it used to work when, when there are no amigos to pick up, you know, you go to the labor force center mm-hmm. and you get labor work, you get those, uh, ready force or whatever it is. Okay. And, uh, those guys, you know, they're, they're on a, just a little contract on a daily deal. Yeah. But man, if, if one guy is truly busting his dick all day, like that guy, you know, he's not going to have to go back to the workforce center the next day because, you know, we're going to hire him. Y'all need the call. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it, that's all it takes. And it, a little goes a long way. You know, I, 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 my mind is blown sometimes, you know, different jobs that I've had where people were, will praise what I'm doing and it feels like I'm doing the bare minimum. <laughs> you know, like I'm not, I'm not doing that much. You're right. But, you know, like, oh my God, you're doing so great. And I don't have to tell you how to do anything or, or not how, but like I don't have to micromanage you or this and right. that. Like, this is normal though, right? You said you needed this done. Well, I got that done. You know, for so many people, they, especially for bosses, you know, they they're, yeah. they look at their employees and like, well, yeah, I told you to do this three times, and I still got to make sure that it's still not done. I need this done Wednesday. It's Friday, you know, or whatever that is. Like, I, I just, I don't know how that happens to people. Well, how are we raising kids to to be that way that they can just postpone everything, put everything off? Like, I don't know, man. When I yeah. when I'm when I, again, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but like. Someone gives me a task that needs to be done, especially if I'm getting paid for it. Right. Uh, you just do it. Like right. it's 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 not a complicated situation. You wouldn't think. But that's why and it's yet. so easy to be great today. It's because the competition's so low. It's so yeah. minimal. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a conversation with someone recently that you know they're asking me, especially parenting wise. Go ahead. Um, you know, uh, are you are you worried about you know like the way things are going and you know like the education system is failing and this and that? Like I'm like you know what. I, I, I worry a little bit about the overall situation mm-hmm. in the country, but I'm kind of excited because my kids aren't going to be like that. Oh, no. There's no way. That's right. No way, dude. I'm raising my kids the way I was raised. Right. 
and, and hopefully even just a little bit better because everyone yes. wants to improve a little bit, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm not worried about my kids. No, me they're, they're going to be well-rounded. They're going to exactly. be good workers. You know, they're going to like, I, I recommend everybody as a teenager, like your first job should probably either manual labor <laughs> or service industry. Sure. Go bust some tables. Like that's a lesson that everyone needs to learn how to put on a professional face yeah. and earn money based <laughs> on precisely how good the quality of work you're doing is. Right. There's no better place to do that than waiting some tables. Oh man. I'm glad I never had to do that. I never yeah. had to, but I did. I, at, at 15 and 16, I worked at a hardware store where I slung bales of hay and 50 pound sacks of deer corn and horse feed. And Whew. that was rough. Yeah. That was rough. But, yeah. You know, it, it helped me not want to do that anymore. You know? Sure. So you need you need to start off somewhere like that. Right. There's all kinds of lessons to be learned from yeah. every kind of job. Man. Absolutely. Especially at a younger age like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that was a problem. Um, uh, it, it's probably currently a problem still, but in the military uh, for the special operations force and stuff, uh, for the longest time the rule was you had to be an E five in the military before you could even apply to go to either BUDS to be a SEAL or EOD mm-hmm. school, be an EOD tech or whatever, and many of the others, right? Well, they did away with that because they needed bodies, especially during you know when the war was really popping off. They're like, you know what? We'll we'll let these guys come in from the street and go straight through the pipeline. And all of a sudden, the attrition rates started skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. You're getting more bodies, sure. so the end result is still better. You're getting more people in, mm-hmm. um, but it turned into more of a recruiting tool because all the people who come in fail at that, and now they're stuck under contract, and they got to go, you know, go on a ship. I'm, I'm talking Navy because I know Navy, but yeah. I'm sure it applies to to other branches. And you know, a lot of that is because the people that are E fives before they go in, which we still had some that would that would be that way. Those guys hardly ever quit because they know what the hell it is to go back (laughs) to the regular military, right? Right. So same thing kind of with you. Like, yeah, I was slinging heavy shit all day. It ain't fun. No. You know, and that was at, you said 15, 16 years old. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, when your body can really take it. Yeah. And it was still that bad. Right. I want to go back there. No. I want to sit back on my Excel spreadsheets. Exactly. (laughs) And and, manage. Yeah. And the same thing when I got into construction, you know, it was, Mm -hmm. do you want to keep framing up these houses or do you want to oversee the framing of these houses? You know, and and it's, it's a perspective, but you know, you, you got to want to, you know, you, it it goes all the way back to the complacency thing we talked about earlier. You know, you get complacent and, you know, I can just keep doing this. Yeah. But should you? You can. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And some people do. Yeah. And you know what? Some people are perfectly fine with that. Absolutely. And that is perfectly fine if you're perfectly fine with it. I envy people like that. Me too. The fact that, that, that someone can just be, like, I'm, I'm so, it's so hard for me to just be content where I'm at, you know, and, and that can be a good thing. It's a motivator. Yeah. yeah. But it's also like, man, I'm going to be busting my ass. The daily grind. I mean, it, <sighs> I mean, even, even outside, even in entrepreneurship, it feels like a daily grind. It Hundred percent, you know, especially when the the bankroll isn't just rolling in, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, I know what you mean. So I mean, like you know, hey, me too. I mean, you know, we're we're all we're both getting started in this, you yeah. know. So I mean, um, but you just got to keep you know, perseverance. Do you find yourself um, wanting to get back? Like when you when you go to a job site, do you feel like just like picking up a nail gun and start framing? Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> 
there's so many times where I'm like, oh, the the line item, you know, in in this estimate, in this budget, we've got X amount of dollars to lay this floor. Uh-huh. I'm like, man, I could bring over two dudes and we could lay this floor in a day and a half. And that chunk plus my fee, you know, I'm like, man, that'd be a nice way to pick up some more money. Yeah. But then you have to, you get a, you got to stop yourself and say, okay, if I'm, if I'm spending, if I'm spending 48 hours laying this floor, that's 48 hours I could be getting into the project, you know, so really it comes down to, to quantifying, like, you know, d- actually determining what you're going to make per the time spent. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, cause even if you're not making that, that same amount of money up front, you're laying the seeds yes. for more growth later. Exa- exactly. Yeah. The potential yeah, the delayed, the delayed gratification. Oh man. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. And the return on investment. Yeah. That's yeah. And that's contracting. You know, I spend months. I'm, I'm in the process right now of luckily, like I said, I, I have the AutoCAD experience so I can draw architectural plans and stuff. So I've actually got a buddy that I'm helping him tweak some house plans. And so this is going to take a couple months on this. And then we're going to take a couple months on the, the estimate side. And then we got to go get it engineered. And then we got to get permitted. And, you know, that's a six month process. Well, out where I will see zero dollars. You know, and and spend twenty hours a week just on that project alone. You know, uh-huh. so, but you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta plant those seeds, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's I, I get I get that feeling of of getting back into work. Every, I I if I go for a run, I'll go through the uh, the construction areas where they're oh, yeah. expanding the neighborhood, and I just smell that sawdust. Oh yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Take saw. me back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> real quick, real quick. Let me just uh, let me just cut some boards yeah, real quick. Yeah. Come on. Sling me that tool belt. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. It's still it's still there. It's still ready. Yeah. You know, I still bust oh. it out for like house projects sometimes. Like, I'll just Yeah. I don't need it, but you know, it's convenient. That's right. <laughs> so easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. I I oh man. I do miss it. I do miss it. It's it's fun, except for days like today where it's ninety five degrees with a hundred and fifteen heat index. Don't envy those boys today. Man. One of my first job. As a as a carpenter, mm-hmm. an apprentice carpenter, was uh, concrete forms uh, in July. For it was like the water runoff of a parking garage or something like that. Oh yeah, and we had like this twelve foot tall wall, you know, and it was like eighteen inches wide, whatever. Oh, yeah, and of course they give you know we we put up the forms, and I had to be the guy on top to knock the forms off, right? And you know how that is, it's, ther- it's, it's thermogenic, right? So. You knock that thing off. It's like opening an oven door every time. It's, <laughs> and you're there, and you're you're down to just your shirtless jeans or whatever, Too you ripping. know, and boots. And you're, ju- I mean, I drank two gallons of water a day. Didn't piss once. No, exactly. Not one Spent. time. Go yeah. home finally, and it's still like it's brown. You're yeah. like, that's not good. I promise, I'm hydrated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you're doing stupid stuff, you know, because. 12 feet up, there's no fall protection. No, no. no one's wearing nothing. And you're swinging around this 50-pound sledge, you know. Or, yeah. or, or, what, what are they called? The, the, it's like that, that, that spear type. Oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. It's got, yeah, it's just got a spear head, but it's a long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> every time I would like miss a little bit and almost fall off. Oh, and like, boy. oh you know, yeah. yeah. That footing is important. So I started just taking little chunks off of the concrete, <laughs> whatever. And, and, and the, the my foreman was like, what are you doing? I was like, hey, man, I'll. Yeah. I'll I'll patch it up. Like I'm not falling off this freaking wall right now. No way. Ugh. Some things just ain't worth it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. where you gotta yeah. reel it back in. Say, hell, all right, all right. Twelve yeah. foot could hurt me. 
Yeah. Yeah. Onto more concrete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't no bounce thanks. very well. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about um, your, your, the, the, the daily habits that you've been incorporating because you, you talked a little about yeah. Huberman and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like what, what's been working for you? Because I've been trying all kinds of different stuff mm-hmm. and you know, some stuff sticks and some, some stuff doesn't. So what's yeah. been working for you? So right now, man, I can't tell you how good it feels to drink 24 to 32 ounces of water first thing in the morning with like just some sea salt. Oh my gosh, man. Really? Yeah. There's something. How about, much? I just keep reading a, a little spritz. Just, just a pinch. Yes, a pinch. Right. If that's a measurement, yeah, a pinch. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it that and much. I just chug it, and I actually make it the night before, and I set it out on my nightstand, and I just grab it and immediately chug as much of it as I can. Right. And then you know, and I'm probably down to a cup left, and I just mm-hmm. sip on that. And um, whereas usually, you know, the coffee maker goes off, and you know, I'm pouring myself a glass, and I'm getting straight into it, and I'm looking right at a screen and my body doesn't feel good. My neck's tight. My body's just aching. Mm-hmm. 32 just sucks. You yeah. know, I mean, actually you said it earlier, so you feel it. So water in the morning, um, and I fall in and out of my spurts with the gym, but if mm-hmm. I could just go to the gym three days a week, that is huge for me. I, it, both mental and physical. Yeah. Um, it's just something about it. I don't understand it. Um, that works. Um, like I said, logging my time that way I can go back and reference it and mm-hmm. really determine like, you know, I, you know, cause I'm, I'm working off of a fee. So yeah. I, I just, I just see this dollar amount every month that I get invoice for and that's great and all, but sure. let's, you know, let's break it down. How many hours a month am I working on that one project? You right. know, am I making a hundred dollars an hour? Am I making $15 an hour? You know? Yeah. And that'll really give you some perspective on how to move forward. So, you know, I mean, life is nothing but a bunch of trial and error and just, you know, learning experience the whole time you're here. Yeah. So learn from it, you know, go, go back to history, go back to what you did last week. Yeah. Determine what worked. So log in those times, um, Another thing I've been trying to do is stretching in the evenings and reading in the evenings. Those two things. I like that. What when you say evenings, like what like five o'clock. Okay. Yep. I try to get up from my computer even if I have if I'm gonna go back to it at seven o'clock, so be it. But I try to like stop at five o'clock, hit a okay. hard stop, spend some time with Madison, make sure everything in the house is good, you know, and have, have a life yeah. after 5 p.m. is right. what I try to do. Right. And, um, you know, at that time, at 5 o'clock, I try to stretch, log my time, and then one day a week either I do bookkeeping, I do, you know, just you know, laundry or something. I've kind of got right. something dedicated per day. Um, you know, I take TRT. So okay. Like I, I and I don't like to pin myself, so that's like an event in itself. So like nothing else is scheduled on Monday or Thursdays. Like after five p.m., that's what I'm doing, and oh, let's just get it out of the way, honey. But yeah, <laughs> dude. But just any way that you can like just kind of premeditate those things, you know. And y'all, y'all having those Monday morning meetings. That's why I like that so much. One thing Matt, me and Madison do is we share each other's calendars with each other. We do the same, yeah. So you know, just really just trying to get dialed in. Every day, and like I say, my, my type A personality just really likes that. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah I like that because even 
I, what I really like is, you know, you're saying at least three times, three times a week, mm-hmm. you get to the gym mm-hmm. or whatever. And I think that's such a good, like, average. Yeah, man. You know, one of the things I've been really thinking about is, you know, we need, we need all the extremists mm-hmm. to learn from. Absolutely. But we don't need to try to emulate all the extremists. No, I'm not you David know? Goggins, bro. Not going to happen. I was literally just thinking David Goggins don't, in my head. You I don't, don't got to do that. Right. I love his motivation. It gets me great. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Gets me going. Or your Jocko or yes. whatever, man. Yeah. You don't need to work up at, at 430 in the morning. Unless, like, if it works for you, yeah. it works for you. Right. Fine. But I feel like some people get burnt out so fast because they try mm-hmm. to emulate these people that just do so much. Or, like, you familiar with Wim Hof? The Iceman, the, the guy who does the, he does the, the Wim Hof breathing method, and the, he's he's one of the earliest proponents of deliberate cold exposure. Oh wow, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, he's not. He's like. I well, think I know he climbed, you're big into that. I think he climbed Everest in like tennis shoes and shorts and a poncho. Yeah, what a like, guy, dude. Like what a man. He's crazy. Um, but, you know, like all these people or even even someone who's a yogi and is like extreme into that, you know, because mm-hmm. there's extremes of that as well. Yeah. You don't have to do all that. Right. Take a page from everyone who's, you know, and learn a little bit from it. I love yoga. Mm-hmm. I don't do it nearly enough. But when I do, I feel amazing. Right. But I couldn't possibly dedicate, you know, 40 hours a week to right. it, you know. Well. Yeah, and just like when you had Eddie on the podcast Mm -hmm. talking about his bodybuilding prep. Yeah. And he was hesitant to say, would he recommend anybody ever do it? Right. In my 20s, I did so much steroids, and I spent so many hours in the gym, and I promise you I have nothing to show for it. (laughs) I lost all of that muscle mass. I lost, uh, you know, it never got me anywhere. I never stepped on a stage, and it was like, okay, so I did it because I liked it. Sure. Now I I don't like it like that, right. but but I do know that it serves a purpose. Right. And three days a week is enough to get in that purpose. I don't need to do it six days a week, twice a day, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, and and to be clear, like I, I'm not, I wouldn't discourage anyone from doing any of those things no. if that's what you're into. Yeah. Dude, what a hobby to have. Right. Are you kidding me? Like Dive if deep. it's that or video games, like Obviously. yeah, hit that gym, baby. Yeah, like, bro. Yeah. But I feel like there's a lot of people that are deterred from it because they think, oh, if I don't do all that, then it's not even worth like, no, 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 even that little bit, man. Right. Hey, that go uh, a 15 minute jog in the morning three oh, yeah. times a week is more than most Americans are doing. Yeah. <laughs> in know? a like, year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 It's all it takes, you know, or, or just the way you eat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to go full paleo or no. what you name it. But just be a little more mindful. Right. That's all you got to do. Well, yeah, and that's another thing. Um, on Sundays, I, I meal prep and I set out my, my old man AM, PM pill yes. dispenser thing. <laughs> because, like I said, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm an extremist. So if, if, if my pills aren't laid out, you know, my fish oil, vitamin C, vitamin D, you know, um, all, all of those things that I take every single day, I won't take them every single day if they're not already ready to go. Mm-hmm. So one thing we do on Sundays is we meal prep and I'm not talking about bodybuilding meal prep to I today, you know, well, yesterday I grilled burgers, 90, 10 beef that we get from okay. the, the butcher and then, um, uh, roasted potatoes. And I literally had a hamburger on white bread today for lunch with 
potatoes. But What's wrong with that? It was delicious. Yeah. And I'm going to grow from it. Yeah. My body loves it. Mm-hmm. It costs, you know, not take out. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, it's huge. Yeah. You know, and there's just those little things. Like, I'm not eating, you know, non-salted broccoli. Right. You know, and, yeah. And oh flavorless chicken breast. <sighs> right. I mean, just it's just little things. I'm not trying to be, you know, th- th- you can. You can, if that's what sure. you like and if that's what you want to do, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you could just be making those smaller, intermediate steps that, you know, are just going to help you. Yeah. And look, I don't know the science uh, or the studies or whatever, but my intuition tells me that the more important part of your meal prepping or, or your diet or whatever it is, is less so on the particular macros you subscribe to, whether you're a high protein, low carb or a high carb, low protein or whatever mm-hmm. the hell the balance is. I think the more important thing is how clean that food is. Sure. So yeah, yeah you said you got beef from the butcher, yeah. you know, and, and roasted potatoes and you know, your white bread, white bread wasn't the best, but maybe not, <laughs> yeah. but you know, the more, the closer you get to that source of the food right. and you know that like your ingredient list is as short as possible. Sure. I'm not saying yeah. you have to go all organic, everything, whatever. Look, yeah. I would love to. I can't sure, afford me too. it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm going to try my best to stay away from the sauces that have, you know, a hundred mm-hmm. ingredients exactly. and preservatives and everything. And just eliminating those chemicals. Food dyes is a big one. Oh, food dyes. Oh, <sighs> Christine's been scaring the hell out of me with that because she's been watching Red like documentaries and, and oh, all man. that stuff. I'm like, I don't even have to watch it. Just just get get rid of it. I don't yeah. care. I doesn't I'm bother sold. me. Yeah. I'm sold on it. You yeah. <laughs> it, it makes logical sense. It does. Oh, it's 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 made in a lab that I don't want to eat it. <laughs> Speaking of made in a lab, did you see the other day that they they passed the lab grown chicken to be sold at restaurants. I heard so, about that. I mean, are, is that going to be listed on the menu? Like, right? Are we going to put an asterisk? This is a <laughs> meat grown in a lab in a petri dish, or is is just chicken? Because to them, it's just chicken. And and you're probably not the most religious guy, but you know, it's not what God intended. You know, I mean, yeah. I, and you're, I'm not religious at right. all. But it, you don't you don't have to be to to, to understand like, the earth is the earth and you know like what what grows on it and is created on it can you know like there's such a separation between like what we are now oh my and gosh. what we've been for thousands of years right right like it's worked <laughs> right <laughs> you know like, and I I think it's on top of capitalism not really being the the best model. I don't know what the best model is, but it, it does. Capitalism does increase those things, you right. know, because, yeah. you know, smaller margin, more profit, yeah. you know, whatever, you yeah. know, it, it's just easier to feed the masses that way or whatever it is. You know, if you can stay away from it, stay away from it. I think capitalism could be the best mechanism mm-hmm. if it is checked by good culture yeah there you go because culture drives the demand side exactly right so if if you have a culture that just plain old does not accept Mm -hmm. lab grown food exactly then it doesn't matter how cheap it is you're saying i'm not putting that in my body right it won't matter they won't sell it and therefore that process will go out of business and then you know one of the biggest problems i think is just population density yeah you know, where's, where's all the crime? Where's all the poverty? Where's all the unhealthy shit? 
where they all the smog, the yeah. this and that. It's where and and it, look, it made sense in an industrial age yeah. where you just needed proximity. A baby, it's twenty twenty three. Yeah, you know it's done. You can have meetings with Tokyo right now. Yeah, you know, like it doesn't matter where you are. There are some things mm-hmm. that you need to be, you know, near people, but. For the average person, the average job and all that, if we were to just kind of spread out a little bit more oh, yeah. and start growing local food again, imagine the, the health benefits of that alone. You know, I mean, talk about the, the, the less pollution that you would get in the water sources and the food, obviously, and all that. Right, and that's the, the nasty side of capitalism. Is exactly, yeah, because it went unchecked. It went yes, unchecked for exactly. far too long. Because culture allowed it, yep. you know, we, because at the end of the day, humans are, are faulty mm-hmm. and we're greedy. Yep. Right. And we have egos and all that. So yeah, well, th- you know, this is the cheer and we just, we just don't, we don't see, I'm sure about this, the instant gratification problem. Yeah. You know, well, this is cheap right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's that costing your, your life? And your health later, though, or your grandkids, right? Yeah, we don't we don't look at that, you know. And look, here and now, I'm not talking about the extremely poor. Yeah, because I'm talking about for the average people. Because then, if the average person that can afford not all organic, all that, blah blah blah, sure. but if they can afford, you know, the, the the better stuff, yeah, well, then that's going to drive the price of that stuff down, and it's going to make it downstream more affordable to more impoverished people. Right. You know, if it just becomes a norm. I mean, look at, have you been to Europe? No. Dude, food's so cheap there. Is it? Restaurants are cheap. And it's, it's ironic because restaurants are cheap to eat at, yet the servers there are paid salary. It is not normal to tip as much as we tip here, if at all. Yeah. Right? It's, it's included in the cost of the meal and their taxes are through the fucking roof. So you would imagine that would cause cause all the prices to go up. No, it's still cheap because most of it, not all of it, look, I, I haven't lived there since I was six years old, but sure. whatever. It's it's mostly, you know, it's it's not factory farmed the way it is here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's, it's not, it's just, it's treated with such respect compared to here. You know, and one way or another, it's cheaper to eat. You know, even with all those things that you would think drive the price up. Right. So why can't we do that here? That that, that doesn't have to be legislated. Now, they do have laws Mm -hmm. in Europe that, you know, ban certain substances and food and all that. That's why, like, even a Coca-Cola here and a Coca-Cola in Europe is different. Totally different ingredients. Right. Right. So, yes. So so there is, there are some, you know, policies that, that help that along the way. But really, it's cultural. Yeah, exactly. They care what's going into their bodies. Yeah. And I think America's biggest problem is actually convenience. Yeah. So, like, the, the beef we buy, um, it's, if I want 92.8, if I want 90.10, it doesn't matter. It's He's going to take sirloin beef and put it through a, a meat grinder and make that beef for me. And those cows are, you know, within a 500-mile radius of where that place is yep. and it's and even only, that's far yeah oh it is but at least it's in the states <laughs> yeah and yeah, yeah, we yeah. kind of know where it's coming from but 
it's five ninety nine a pound. You go to Winn Dixie right now, it's six ninety nine a pound. It's seven ninety nine a pound. It's it's whatever it is. So mm-hmm. it's not more expensive, but we do have to drive to Sulcum, Alabama, to go get it. Ah. So there's this. It's not very convenient, mm-hmm. but when I'm talking about my health in 20 years, it is kind of convenient. It's, you exactly. know, I mean, a little perspective goes a long way on something like that. Yep. Yep. So. That's, that's your return on investment. Exactly. And it's always offset from the now. Right. And that's the one thing that I think Americans are the worst at is actually looking at the return on investment on what you're having right now. We're so focused on the here and now. On the right now. I had a boss one time tell me, uh, I told him, he was, I had a Pop-Tart one day, you know, I was working at Sherwin-Williams, had a Pop-Tart with me, that was my breakfast, and he was like, man, you know, you should probably eat better than that, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, expen- uh, you know, organic is expensive, he said, you know what's expensive? Cancer treatment. Oh. I was like, well, that's a perspective, isn't it, you know, <laughs> and, and he's not wrong either, you know, I mean, I don't want to say they're trying to kill us, but they're not helping us by any stretch of the imagination. Look, it doesn't take a conspiracy theory to see that there is a cycle between feeding feeding people shitty food, mm-hmm. making them sick, and then selling them the cure the for that. <laughs> right. You know, and, right. and, and also, you know, you know, promoting all the, like, uh, isn't America one of the only countries, there's only like one or two countries in the world that allow for advertisements for drugs? Oh, I know. For pharmaceuticals? Right. Doesn't that kind of speak volumes? Yeah. You know, but but you don't see a lot of, you know, people focusing on wellness and preventative care. Mm-hmm. You know, like, say what you want about chiropractors. You know, I know there's th- plenty of people, and there's, number one, there's plenty of bad chiropractors out there. Oh, yeah, been to them. Right, yeah. 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 Been to some good ones, too, though. Oh, my God. One of my closest friends is mm-hmm. a chiropractor, but okay. he doesn't just do chiropractic. He does holistic health. He does, he, he's a, he's a dietitian. He's a chiropractor. Wow. He's a, he's a physical therapist, you know, and all these things all in his office. He does, but he, he, he treats people's issues, but he also focuses on preventative care. Right. Yeah. How much cheaper preventative care is than, 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 you know, uh, reaction. What is What is the term? I don't know, whatever. But like, <laughs> what we have now, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. And I brought that up when I was in the military. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was seeing him every now and then when I would travel because he wasn't near me, but every now and then we, we'd meet up and he'd help me out, whatever. And I would feel amazing. And he'd give me these tips and these stretches and this and that to do. And I'd feel great. And then he would leave and I would you know, default back to not getting the care that I needed, no preventative care, really. And I went to the medical staff. I was like, can I get a referral to see a chiropractor and whatever? Like, no, nah, it's not covered. Hmm. It's not covered. Like, okay, but if I got to see a doctor, that's covered. Right. Okay, but if I, if I injure myself, you'll cover the surgery to repair me, but you wouldn't have covered physical, well, physical therapy somewhat, but you got to jump through hoops to get it. Yeah preventatively if it's right. after no problem to oh, sign yeah. off but after it, you're hurt yeah yeah you know? i'm like hang on a second wouldn't wouldn't the navy save a ton of money by having programs in place yep. with like more holistic exactly health practitioners whatever you want to call them i don't yeah. care who they are yeah you know i don't care what their degree is in if you know if they're if you know if they're, if they're focused on the the holistic health you know, the human body as a whole, then I, I want that. Right. I want that. Right. 
But well, no. Or or any stretch of that. It's money. If it's just, you know, like an insurance company that gives you a reimbursement for a gym membership. Right. You know, anything like that. I mean, obviously a little bit more like something, you know, actual. But, but sure. it, it, nonetheless, I mean, yeah. like, give me something. You know, I'm trying here. Yeah. You know, or, or you know, I want to do better. Or right. you should want me to do better, I sure. think. But no, they don't. They want you to be sick and take their drugs because mm-hmm. uh, everything everything is you know yeah. a pill for this and oh, I, know. I mean we could I beat know. that dead horse you know yeah. all day long you yeah know, like oh you got this well this pill is going to give you this side effects so now you got to take this pill to take care of that side effect <laughs> exactly. like you know like oh you're in pain here's some pain meds but those yeah. are also going to make you constipated so here's a laxative to go with it yep. and then oh you might get dehydrated for you if you take too much of that so yep. that, like oh my god <laughs> that's like the uh the jordan belfort on wolf of wall street where he's talking about <laughs> the the pot to mellow me out the adderall to pick yeah. me back up and the the morphine you know whatever you yep. know just because i gotta like balance all these things but it's like really you could just eat a little better get a good night rest you know which yeah i strive yeah. for too but yeah yeah oh man i i've i feel like having cleaned up my number one alcohol mm-hmm. which look man i've had plenty of fun yeah exactly i've enjoyed the hell out of it and i get it but i think i think everyone should at least i think joe rogan has a great idea when they do the sober october oh yeah man Sober October is a brilliant idea. It is. In fact, Christine and I are doing, we're doing a, a, a sober July, you know, just for the hell of it. Cause Good. the past two weeks when Eli was in town. Oh yeah. We've been going hard. A little heavier than usual. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Like up till two in the morning, whatever. And I'm 34. I can't handle that stuff, oh, man. man. And like halfway through, like I need a break, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and luckily enough, they, they, they took a, a, a three day trip down to visit family. Oh, so hydrated. I had like a little bit of a, you know, reprieve and then they came back and we went right back at it. And now it's like, Hey, can we just, uh, yeah. Chill the fuck out <laughs> for a little while, man. I so couldn't imagine like going on a cruise right now, you know, like back in my twenties, I went on so many different cruises. And it's just you? a five day bender, buddy. Yeah. I mean, you, you waking up drinking, what's the drink of the day? Mm-hmm. Well, that's breakfast. Yep. Great. But it's funny how. Anytime that I've gone a long stint without alcohol or mm-hmm. anything else whatsoever, all of a sudden, like, I can hear my body. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, I miss, I miss what it felt like when I was 18 and I didn't yeah. feel all this pain everywhere. Right. Or, you know, I used to always find it funny when older people would say, you know, when I was younger and older people would say, Oh, if I if I eat that, I'll feel like this. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what does it matter? I put whatever the hell I want in my mouth all day long. Yeah, shouldn't have said Ooh. that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll eat anything. Yeah, you know, and I'll feel fine. You know, whatever. Like, I never cared about you know like my bell movements and oh, like yeah. what it was like. Now it's like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not touching that. I'm not touching that or that or that. You know. Man. Whatever it may be, because now I actually know my body better and I can, but, but when I am numb to it all because I'm drinking a few times a week even, or whatever it may be, you don't notice it. You just kind of like feel shitty and you're like, what is it? Yeah. It's just old age. I'm just, yeah, yeah whatever. You chalk it up to some but BS and right. at the end of the day, now you're doing it to yourself. Right. Through. Yeah. Diet oh, and I'm alcohol. achy. I'm tight. I'm th- I'm stiff. I'm this. And I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't exercised in a month. Right. 
two months, three months, four months. Like, no wonder I'm like, my body's atrophying. Like I'm like it, it literally dying inside. Literally. Yeah. Much muscle atrophy. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a on. real freaking thing. <laughs> yeah. And it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. It'll make you tight, create knots. I mean, mm-hmm. that's part of my reason why I don't sleep good. And how many times have you gone through the cycle of like, you get really fit and then you let oh, yourself man. go. And then that first couple weeks back into it, you're just hating life because yeah. you're just sore as hell. And all you're thinking about is, had I just stayed on the wagon? Like, yeah, man, quit jumping off, man. Yeah. Create yeah. some discipline in your and life. And I think it's because of those cycles where, you know, we, oh, I'm going to get back at it. And I'm going six days a week. I'm going hard, two a day, exactly. whatever. And then you get burnt out and then you do nothing. And that's what I'm saying. And then three all of a sudden a three days a week doesn't do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. But if you had just stayed with three days a week the whole time. Right. Now you're golden. Exactly. You know? And one thing I mentioned to Christine about eating, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, what ends up happening is we decide, oh, I'm fed up with all this bullshit in the house. Mm-hmm. We're going to eat clean, good food. And we do for a solid two weeks, a month, yep. however long it is. And then it always starts with one. And it's packing nut butters in the whatever. house. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Oh man, yeah, you know that concrete mixer sounds good. We we yep. worked hard today. I'm gonna get that yep. one right. Swing through Culver's on your way. <sighs> and then all of a sudden, you know, one leads to another, yeah. and this and that. And I I I made a commitment to her. I said, you know what I'm gonna do is, if, cause especially because I've been doing intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll do like longer fast, like periodically, very rarely I'll do like a two Couple or three day? day or four Ooh. day. Yeah. The Good longest I've done you. was five. I want to shoot for a seven, maybe like once a year, you know, <laughs> I just go crazy. Um, it's really good for the mind. I for, for know. Me, for yeah, me. no, I hear great thing. My, yeah. my parents do it. They're super religious. Okay. So they've got other, you know, but the regenerative brain and all, all that, that yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's even, huge. not even on a, on a physiological level, but just on a mental level. Like mm-hmm. it brings me clarity. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it brings back to light what's actually important in life wow. so quickly. That's what I find with, with the cold exposure too. Hmm. Um, I, I talked about it in, in a, in a previous episode. Um, my, my buddy, the chiropractor actually, yeah. he's the one that gave me the advice because you know, my, my ego was holding me back and saying, you got to kill that motherfucker. So either starve yourself or freeze yourself to death. <laughs> I was like, All right. Yeah. I ended up doing both because <laughs> like, fuck it, you know, Double but, um, down. But what I told her, because, you know, I'm getting more comfortable with fasting. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? If we get to the point where, oh, it's late. We don't, we don't have time to cook. We mm-hmm. don't do like, rather than eating that easy, shitty food, mm-hmm. I'm just going to skip that meal. Because I'd ra- I've reached the point now in my mind where I'd rather just skip the meal than to put something shitty in my body. I, I, I applaud you for that. I haven't, haven't a, gotten there yet. Oh, man. I, ho- I hope because I am such a weak bitch that <laughs> I will go eat every Nutri-Grain bar in the cabinet versus, that's you me. know, if it's like, no, we're not DoorDash and that's three times the amount of the actual meal itself and it's shit food and it's going to be soggy when I get here, you know, and then it's like, just go to bed hungry. No way. I'm going to slam a gallon of milk and eat everything in the house. Do you know how many 10 or 11 p.m. Nutella sandwiches I've had? <laughs> Oh boy, he's speaking to me. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, but I just, I'm, I'm fed up with it, man. I'm, yeah. I'm fed up with feeling like shit. Yeah. No, That's man. What it comes yeah. Down and to that, right. It, and good, good for you for realizing what the actual culprit is. You know, it is, it's what you're doing to yourself. 
you know, and that's that's huge, man. But now, now it's now it's just the biggest thing that I struggle with the most, and it's discipline. You know, are you going to be disciplined enough to actually take your own advice to actually yep. do what you said you were going to do? And I fail at it every single day of my life because I'm like you were talking about earlier. You're waking up at four o'clock. I'm, you know, you don't have to do that. I want to. I want to wake up at five thirty every single morning. Do I? No. Yeah. I woke up at six fifteen today. Yep. Alarm went off seven times, bro. But I didn't. I don't have to. You know, I don't have to get up, so I'm not yep. going to get up. Madison's sleeping beside me. Dogs aren't even like trying to go out. I'm Man, like, it looks Man, cozy. Yeah. If no one else is bothering me. I'm right here, you know, mm-hmm. and that's just my inner bitch, you know, just not, yeah, not getting with the program, but yep, some weeks are better than others and you just kind of accept your, yeah, you know, your faults at times, but we've been trying this, um, this tip for, for getting up without the, uh, without the snooze. Mm-hmm. You're doing the uh, a light? No. Um, just a simple countdown. Just countdown. Five, four, you count down. three, two, one. And I stand the hell up. Ooh. Yep. So I, as you're laying there, half-ass still asleep, mm-hmm. you're counting down from five. I turn the alarm off and count down from five. I you used know? to just, the, it was just something, I don't know. There was a point in my life where, yeah, I woke up at 4 a.m. actually every day because I had to drive all the way to St. Joe for the engineering job. And okay. I would get, you know, they're on a different time schedule. You know, they're an hour ahead. And <laughs> I would go to the gym in St. Joe. So oh. I would you know, get up at four, get there at five, get to the office at six. And I I did that every single day, mainly because I had to, you know, I had a job that I had to go to and I had to be there at a certain time. Right. So I had that structure and I I didn't need so much my own discipline. I, it was just something in the back of my head, but now I've got a little bit more freedom in my life and it's not always a good thing, you know, right. When, when you lack discipline, you know, I don't lack motivation. I lack discipline, you know, that's, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. I think I, I fall in the same boat. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, 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 I can do all of it. Right. But, but I'm not. Discipline for the consistency is where I slip. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I can do anything Monday and Tuesday, but then Wednesday, thir- or, you know, the Thursday, Friday rolls around and it's like, oh, well, you know, end of the week and. I did good. Exactly. You talk yourself out of just it. My inner, yeah, Ugh. inner bitch just gets the best of me sometimes. And I think that's what makes it the hardest thing to overcome mm-hmm. is that there is no, there's no other way out of it. And there's no other excuse, right? Like the difference between, you know, like if you, if you imagine your ideal self and you think to yourself, okay, what is, what is the ideal way to, for me to live? And it would be, you know, waking up at, whatever, yeah. five o'clock and, and, you know, going to the gym or doing this, doing that, you know, cleaning up right away instead of letting the dishes pile oh, yeah. up yep. or, you know, you name it, every freaking chore that you do, whatever. If I were just to fix this right now and not put that off, whatever. Okay. What's the difference between that guy and you right now? Yeah. Nothing. Just right. doing it. Right. Just doing it. Yeah. And not rewarding yourself for mediocrity. That exactly. That's what, that's what it is for me. Yeah. You know, like, oh, like, uh, yes, yesterday, you know, uh, we, we needed a recovery day. Mm-hmm. We, we agreed that it would be a good recovery day. Okay. Recovery, but you know, we'll do some things around the house. I got up, I did, did all the dishes. I cleaned up the kitchen a little bit, whatever. And I knew there was extra stuff to be done, but after I was on that, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm still sore. I'm tired, whatever. I'll just take a little break. 
That little break turned into a four-hour nap. Yeah. Dude. And I and I rewarded myself for doing one <laughs> 45 minute task yeah, medium, with a yeah. four hour nap. Like yeah. I'm such an asshole. <laughs> like uh. But yeah, and your your inner self gets the best of you. But you know, and, and that's me too. I can be fresh off of a good pot of coffee. Like I could have all the energy in the world. But if I sit down on the laptop for two seconds on the couch to just, you know, like, oh, I I I want to do this thing. Okay, well, let me go look for it real quick. That turns into me sitting on the couch now. Now I'm sitting on the couch. Right. And now I'm done. Yep. You know, I've really got to tell myself, kick that recliner in, get up, slap that laptop shut, and go finish doing what you were going to do. Yep. And, yeah, you just, it's easy. It's too easy. <sighs> yeah. 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 But another thing, too, about what you were saying, you know, those, those small little tasks that you just, just do them is um, with, with time management, you know, I like to list out the things. But if it takes less than two minutes to do, it's not worth writing down. It's worth doing right that second. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, that's, that's another little thing that I try to incorporate. It's a time saver. It is. It saves time right now. Right. Rather that's, than me taking the 30 seconds to write it down, I'll just take the extra minute, minute and a half to just do it. And it never goes on the list. It never has to be thought about again because it's done. And the stress and anxiety that just gets falling off of you the second you do it. You yeah. Know, making that phone call. Doing doing that one thing you're supposed yeah. to do. And it's, it, I think it goes further than even mundane tasks, but it's mm-hmm. also with relationships. Yes. You know, I, I don't know if I told this story already, on the podcast, but when Christine and I were going somewhere to, uh, we were actually going to, to Buddy Gandy's to get some fish. Oh yeah. And, uh, it was just a quick stop. So I pulled up, she got out to go get in line and, and get the fish or whatever. And a few minutes goes by and she comes back in and I'm like, what are you doing? She comes back empty handed. <laughs> yeah. right? like, what are you doing? She's like, Oh, with the line, you know, I didn't want to sit there and wait. I'm like, yeah, but, now I got to fucking go in there and now the line's longer and it's going to take even longer. And I got heated for no, like, yeah, blew it way out of proportion. Right. Right. I got kind of mad and like, I raised my voice a little bit. I kind of slammed the, sh- the door shut a little bit. And I was like, I was <laughs> like hand almost on the door to the shop. And I'm like, I didn't mean that. Right. I could have just gone on. Yeah. Got in the fish, got back in. Now the energy's Ooh. all off, and she's mad. I'm mad at her. She's mad at me, and blah blah blah. And this turns into this could literally be a week long fight where we don't talk for a week and everything else. Oh yeah. And like it in that very moment, I was like, "Hang on a second, go back and apologize." You know, I kind of roll my eyes at myself. I turn around, I open her car door. I I literally just looked at her and said. I'm sorry. I didn't mean for it to come out that way. I'm just frustrated. I'm going to get this fish. I love you. Gave her a kiss, closed the door, and went back inside. And when I came back, she was there. She was like, first of all, this is the first time I've ever done that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, Good for God, you, yeah. bro. I'm terrible. Well. And and she's like kind of smirking a little bit. She's like, you know, I was really confused why he got so mad. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It was just whatever. And all of a sudden, that week-long argument or fight or whatever you want to call it turned into a two-minute ordeal. Yeah. And it was in the past. Right. How much time did that fucking save me? Well, it sounds like your buddy, your chiropractor, really got to that ego of yours and <sighs> shut you down a little bit, which is good, man. You've got to set, you know, you've got to know when you're being too prideful or when the heat and 
your calorie intake and outside, you know, factors are playing a role into how you react to something, you know, to someone, yeah, especially someone you love like that. You know? Yeah, you know? yeah. But but I'm like that too. I get snippy, son. I get short. And I get nope. Uh, like you know, but I feel bad about it immediately. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, that's what I've been trying to work on. Is as soon as I recognize it, because you can't fix it if you don't recognize it. Right. But oftentimes, you know right away. Yeah. You, know, you might be you might be heated. You might walk out of the room or whatever. And then as soon as you leave the room, you're like, <sighs> I'm an asshole, aren't I? Damn it. Yep. <laughs> you know, and you know, and and you know, maybe she said something on your way out that was equally as snippy or right. whatever the hell. But I promise you that if you go back in there and you own up to what you did, that other person is probably going to do the same thing. Right. And really, she wouldn't have had that to say had you not. Exactly. You know. Exactly. It's my fault anyway. Exactly. <laughs> you are the root of the problem. <laughs> <sighs> this was everything. But the ego thing, what, I, what I've been realizing more and more mm-hmm. is, yeah, that was great. To, to I what I thought was killing the ego. It's not killing it. I just wounded it. Mm-hmm. And it creeps right back up every time, man. Yeah. So it's it's a it's an ongoing daily battle. Yeah. You know, but the more you recognize it, the more you can do to to take away its power. Curb it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The ego's like it's it's like entropy. It's there. It's gonna be there all day, every day. And you just you have to actively do something about it, otherwise it will just take over your entire psyche. Yeah, that's what sucks. It does. Yeah, because you're not actually yourself. You're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> you know. Sometimes eat a you Snickers. Need a Snickers. Yeah. Go freeze. <laughs> or don't eat for seven days. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a new perspective too. Yeah, exactly. I would <sighs> hate to know myself like that though. I'm so, man, I, and and I think it would actually really help me because I have really weird blood sugar and stuff. Like mm. I've got to have carbohydrates every three hours or so. Yeah, you know, I could I could never do that bodybuilding prep that that um, Eddie did, and and my parents, I see them doing fasting for you know three days at a time, and mm-hmm. sometimes you know, and it's it's empowering to see you know that that actually can happen. I just think you know I'm so little already you know like am i gonna am i gonna shrivel up and die like what's nah. gonna happen man no no die you'll yeah. be fine right it's a good challenge man yeah. it's it's such a good mental challenge like forget all the health benefits mm-hmm. knowing and i'll take it a step further just to, because i'm also an extremist yeah so i'm like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna fast I'm not the kind that'll be like, I'm fasting. Get that away from me. It smells so good. I'm like, no, no, no. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. I'll I'll literally just take the thing like, that smells really good. Not having it. (laughs) That reminds me. I watched uh, Dodgeball the other day. You know where he's like got the donut and he's like listening to the recorder and he's like putting it in his pants, you know, like about to fuck it basically. (laughs) Yeah. But it was just like, you know, he's trying to like, you know, curb. Yeah. 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 It's yep. almost like self punishment, yeah. To further create that distance. Oh yeah, you know. I love tough love. Yeah, exactly. Making it's it great. even harder on yourself. Yep. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Some people no. are not motivated by it, but sometimes man, you need it. Tell me, I suck. Tell me, I'm weak. Love I'm it. Pitiful. I'm, oh oh yeah. yeah, dude. That's I, what I, I need. It. I do. I oh, do yeah. need that. I do need that. I need. I need structured criticism. 
I need I need mm-hmm. almost even like just plain out hate. You know, I need someone to like to tell me I'm doing a bad job, even though I know I'm doing a good job. Yeah. You know? Yes. I need that. I, I, I was recently talking about that. Um, I forget who it was, but anyway, uh, we're talking about how, you know, getting a lot of praise. Actually, it was on the same topic of like getting praise for what I consider to be like either bare minimum or mediocre type work or whatever. Sure. And it's like, yeah, thanks, but. I don't want to hear that. Tell me where I failed. Right. Tell, okay, sure, I did these things right, but like, f- I want the focus to be on what I did wrong because I want to get it, I want to get better. Yeah, me you too. Know? I don't want to continue on this mediocrity, even if it is, maybe it's above average mediocrity or mm. whatever it may be, but just, no, 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 no. Tell, tell me where I There is somewhere up. I'm not doing 100%. You know, yeah. Praise me in the areas where I am doing 99, but come on, let's yeah. get down to some... You know, especially with something that I can see like hard results yeah. that are not meeting my, I, w- I don't want to say expectations, but aren't meeting my goals. Yeah. You know, for example, you know, I, I get a lot of compliments on this podcast, okay. you know, from friends and it's, yeah. look, I love, it's great. You know, I, I, I'll take all the positivity. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But it's important for me to have that occasional person that's like, yeah, but, you know, the camera angle was kind of fucked up on that one. Or, you know, it was a little yeah. out of focus here. Or, yep. you know, there's uh, I couldn't really keep up with this or whatever. You know, it didn't really make much sense. Like, dude, tell me that. Yeah. Right? Because maybe I already knew it from my editing or whatever. But, you know, if I know that it's not just me noticing it. I'm going to do something about it. A hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Like I have I, an episode that I did with, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it, I don't care. <laughs> the episode I did with uh, Mike and Christy Rowe, I don't know if you saw it, but it's um, uh, friends of mine that they, they, they grew from nothing to like crazy. Doing great for themselves. Oh yeah. my God, man. But on I had technical difficulties during it, right? Okay. There was a problem with the audio sync, with the other camera angles. I have to go to like my backup recording that I had, which was not great focus and I wasn't able to do all my camera cuts the way I like to do with the different angles and everything like that. And dude, I hated it. It it bothered the hell out of me, you know? And you know, even Mike, you know, he reached out to me. He's like, Hey, why aren't there? Yeah. Camera angle changes. Like what what about all I'm like, and I explained it to him, whatever. And he's like, Oh man, you know, look, he's a great guy. Super positive guy. He's like, Oh, we'll do some more. Like, yeah, yeah, dude, please. I'll, yeah, yeah I'll, whoever wants to be on, I'll have you on at this point. Like, I, I'm trying to learn everything I can. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, I, I need that criticism. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not the kind to be put off by criticism. Some people are, some people can't take criticism well. I right. take criticism great. Yeah. Tell me all about it. I think I do. Maybe in the moment I don't. You know, maybe th- so. There might be in a moment where I'm like, uh, I get red in the face and I'm just like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to be hearing that right now because I, you know, I'm doing everything I can right. to be great and you're telling me that I'm not. Right. But a little self reflection, a little humility goes a long way <sighs> to really help you, you know, dive into those things. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Really create. dial it in. Yeah. But really, what, what it takes too, though, is confrontation on someone else's part. And no one likes that. That's human nature. No one right. likes confrontation. So if there's a way sure. to avoid it, we will. Mm-hmm. And um, I, f- I felt like my last job was like that. 
um, I would go in for a yearly review and everything's great. Everything's great. Here's a raise. Here's this. Here's that. I'm like, this is awesome. But at the same time, like, I don't know. It just wasn't. Yeah. I felt like, okay, but there's something. There's got to be, there's something, you know. Yep. Sometimes you just, you don't don't get that out of people. My my best leaders in the military were the ones that, you know, when you do your, your evals and whatnot, you know, they tell you, you know, you, you do the reflection of what you've done in the past year or whatever, but then the best ones are the ones that will actually sit you down like, okay, now here's what you need to do to take that next step. Right. Yes, exactly. And, and if and you can even frame it that way, it doesn't mm-hmm. sound negative at all. It's no. like, no, you need to, you know, you need to up your skills on this, this, and this, mm-hmm. you know, you need to spend a little more time on this, blah, 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 you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, maybe do some more, um, you know, charity work or, you know, whatever it may be, you know, all that stuff. And that goes such a long way. Right. You know, because it's, it's, it's easy to just get sucked into that that grind. Yeah. Daily grind. And you don't, you're not focused on the future. Right. You're focused on tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Focused on 5 p.m. tonight, you know, just. Getting home, you know, right. That's hardly futuristic thinking. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and you just get funneled in and yeah. you need somebody to sometimes just bring you back out and look at the large scope. What actually might be good for you now, it would be good for me too. And we can talk about doing this is, um, I heard this the other day. It was just about a guy. He's got a friend that every few days or so, he just calls him and they're both entrepreneurs and the dude will just call him up and say, Hey, what, what did you, what'd you do today? What'd you get done today? Yeah. Like, did you, did you lay around? Did you, you, right, you work yeah. for four hours? You work for two hours? You work not at all? Yep. What Was there a reason you didn't work? Or right. was there opportunity and you just, you know, failed to do so? You know, yeah. it's just like an accountability thing. Absolutely. You know? Just having Absolutely. somebody check it, like just a little check in. Mm-hmm. Hey, how'd you do today? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd love that. Yeah. yeah, I have a couple of friends that, that I do that with. Oh, really? But the more, the better. Yeah. You yeah. know? <laughs> like, I mean, it really is important, you know? Yeah, absolutely. My 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 next step also that I'm, I was just talking to Christine about it actually, is um, I want I want to reach out to somebody that I know um, and ask them if they would, if they would be willing to kind of be my mentor a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Because they're in a similar space. Very cool. And, you know, that's one thing that you can't get as an entrepreneur unless you seek it out. Oh, exactly. That's one thing you may have in a regular job because it could just be your boss and it's a very yeah. obvious person that can help you along the way yep. if you have a good one. Sure. But, uh, you know, finding someone to do that for you as an entrepreneur is huge and difficult. It is. It is. Some, do you I have mean, one? I, well, like this contractor that I'm working with now, um, he used to be my mom's boss. He used to own a very large landscaping company in Bay County over on the west end of the beach. And um, he sold it and made, <laughs> did very well for himself. Nice. And um, now he builds houses and okay. commercial buildings. And he literally started with a trailer and a, a you know, a push lawnmower. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he created, you know... 30 dump trucks and massive buildings wow. and, uh, you know, 200 people on staff and like huge was able to sell that to a nationwide company. And now he's just focusing on building these luxury homes in the 30A area, you know, within walking distance to the beach and, and luxury 30A seaside, you know, which is 
amazing. How awesome is that? Right. And I mean, like, I I don't actually even strive to be at that level. It, it right. just seems so un, unobtainable almost. Right. Obviously, I can see that it is. Sure. But if I can even just achieve a quarter of that type of success and seeing the things that he does on a daily basis really helps me. And he's, um, I don't want to speak ill of him, but he's just not the best um, communicator, uh, mentor type thing. Um, I really learned through osmosis. I I learned through being CC'd on emails all day long. And I, I learned through, watching him go through it or example. Exactly. Exactly. So as long as you're looking to improve yourself, as long as you're willing to pick up on those cues is if if you're just going through it, like it's a job, you're not going to pick up. You're just going to keep going through the motions. But if you really want to do better then right, you'll, you'll, you'll pick up on those cues. And, um, I'm very fortunate to have him, but also had he not been my mom's boss and known me for 20 years, this, that wouldn't be a thing. Right. So, and I know nothing about podcasting. So to even <laughs> find someone in the area that would, yeah, you know, have any knowledge on it, I mean, go talk to Joe Rogan, I guess. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> that's the only, yeah, exactly. That's the only other, you know, so. Yeah. But that, that I, I think that's crucial almost, you know. Um, I think so. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, have you ever read any of those books? Um, I have not. Christine has. Okay. Um, I, it's on my list for sure. Oh, cool. I've heard great things. Yeah. I, I have the the series. It's like four or five books. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it gets pretty detailed at those very other books. You know, the, the beginning, the Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Basically, his mentor is his rich dad, you know, right. his friend's yeah. dad, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's where that really, that, that concept kind of came from for me, but yeah, yeah that's, it's that huge, sense. man. Right. You need to be able to see that someone's done it and know that you can do it and yeah. okay, how did you do it? You know, it, are you some crazy out of earth kind of guy that only you can do this? I doubt it. I, I'm, I'm sure that whatever that guy has done, you can implement and you can achieve. You know? Sure. So, yeah. I mean, look at, look at, uh, you know, the guy you're talking about. Yeah. Starting with a, a, a push mower. Yeah. You know, I mean, if that's, if that's not motivation for anyone else yeah. to just get out there and just do it, just do it, man, just do it. What the worst thing that can happen is you fail at that and yeah. you go back to working a nine to five. Right. That's your worst case scenario. And, and buddy, that is the worst case scenario. Me going back to an office. Right. Five days a week. Right. Is the most off-putting thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. So, uh, you know. But for most people, that worst case scenario is literally where they are at right now. Right now. So it's like, it can't, it can't get worse than where you're at. The no. only way is up. There, there's an analogy, and this was on the Joe Rogan podcast, um, Chris Williamson. Oh yeah. He talked about, there's like this paradigm between, you know, I think it's like a driving. If you were to, if you were to walk or drive somewhere, but it's, if it's, if it's a mile, you'll walk it. But if it's two miles, you'll drive it. So if the situation's worse, you'll do something. But if you're complacent in your job and it's okay, you make good money and yeah, but whatever, you know, bills are paid, da, da, da. If the situation was just a little bit worse, you would make a change. Right. But since it's bearable, yeah, you just chill. And that's probably the worst thing in the world is just chilling. For me. For me anyways. Yeah. And I also didn't enjoy it, you know. I mean, right. do, did I enjoy the work? Yeah, I enjoyed the work. 
Yeah. I enjoyed the people I was around. These are really some of my two best friends. You know, th- these, th- my two bosses that were yeah. vice presidents of this company. Um, I worked with another one of my best friends, you know, and, um, atmosphere was great. You know, they pretty much catered to me hand and foot. They really, they really went out of their way to make sure that I was happy. Yeah. But you can't make me happy. No one, no one else can make me happy. I don't care what you're going to give me at a, at a job. Yeah. If I'm not doing it for myself, by myself, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. So that's, that's the reason why quitting my job was so difficult a choice to make. Yes. Because by all measures, I had a job that I would be crazy to to let go of. Yes. It was, again, pay was pretty good. Hours were flexible, Mm -hmm. as flexible as a government job could be. Right. Really. (laughs) Right. I was a government contractor that actually had a flexible schedule that I could almost set myself a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. You know, no one micromanaged me. I had my own little shop where I worked pretty much alone in peace. You know, I had great coworkers, had great conversations with people, made friends and everything. I mean, everything that you would look for in a nine to five, Mm -hmm. but I just, I needed something more. Exactly. And that's all it took. Right. And it has nothing to do with anybody else, you know, like, and I'll tell those guys every day, y'all, y'all were the best employer I've ever had, but that was the problem. You were my employer. (laughs) I, I, you know, had, had I been, you know, another 33% business owner in it. And, you know, maybe things, you know, that would obviously change things probably, but you know, if, if it's not for me, if it's not my design, you know, if I'm just, just the simplest fact of like, you you get an hour for lunch or, you know, and I could take two hours for lunch and no one's going to say a word to me, Sure, but you know, there's still that expectation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And can't play favorites, you know, so they hire in somebody else and they expect this person to follow these rules, but me to follow a different set, that's not going to work. Yeah. So, and, and, and that was another thing. The more corporate a company gets, the more I have got to get the hell out of there. You know, I just, yeah. I was working for the government. Yeah, I could, bro. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My entire life I've worked for mom and pop. Yeah, I worked man. for Home Depot for like six months one time, and that was the most corporate thing I've ever done. Yeah, I miserable. bet that wasn't that fun. Miserable. <laughs> for you, at least. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This is all personal. Yeah. It's all extremely personal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As we keep saying, no judgment to anyone that, that, that is no. in that type of work and enjoys it or whatever. No. I, kudos to you. Right. I, I genuinely wish I could because it would make my life a lot easier. Yeah. But I can't tell you how many days that I would just you know, pop over to the junior store in the middle of the day working that uh, engineering job and like, man, I wish I was that cashier right now. That cashier's going to you know, punch a couple buttons, get me out of that damn door, and he's going to play on his phone. And then clock out <laughs> clock again out. The, and not Think worry about it again for a minute about right. anything that happened. But I'm going to take my laptop home and work on your projects on my family time and you know it just and now I work on my projects on my family time yeah. <laughs> which yeah equally bad equally bad cutting into family time but yeah time management yep yep full circle all right man 
it's been a fantastic conversation. Really enjoyed having it with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Um, thanks again for coming. Yes, sir. Um, is there anything you want to shout out? I mean, we're trying to trying to keep this, uh, you know, very localized, right, yeah. with uh, people from the area. So if there's okay. anything you want to get out. Uh, yeah. If you want to get a custom home built, Taylor Contracting Services, 850-209-7140. Hell yeah. That's it. Awesome, man. Thanks again. Yes, sir. Thank you, Nick.